When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. Welcome back to the show, y'all. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. We got Mega Mike on the mic. Hey. Thoughts? Mega Mike on the mic. <laughs> yeah, not bad, but we just can't say it every time. Mike on the mic? And then he'll go, hello. Oh, now we're feeding him lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do I do? <laughs> yeah, so what's next? Line? Mike on the mic. <laughs> hello. Mike on the See? He's on the mic. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mike on the mic. Hey, uh, and can I try it? Sure, sure, sure. Go. Uh, okay, you just said, and Steve Patterson's here. No, 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 no. And don't forget. Hey, yes, and don't forget, we got uh, behind the glass, Mike the Mensch. Hello. Pushing all the right buttons. Hey, Mike. Hey. No, it doesn't work. Mike on You're the mic. You're officially is out on Mike the Mensch, huh? We could call him a Mensch, but I don't think that should be official or, or trademarked. Thank See, you. Uh, Mega Mike on the mic. Or just Mike on the mic. It's happening again. <laughs> it's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yee-haw! And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Well, here's the story. Garth Brooks is asking Congress to make ticket scalping illegal. Hmm. Okay. That he says that's a real enemy. He wrote a letter to Congress asking them uh, to have scalping banned. He stated it. Um, he started off by saying by praising Ticketmaster. He said he's worked with them for many years, and what he's witnessed was a true concern and care for ticket buyers. What? He says he's grown to love and trust the people at Ticketmaster. And then he presented his case. He said, my question is, as a country, why don't we make scalping illegal? The crush of bots during an on-sale is a huge reason for program failure, no matter what the ticket selling uh, company is. So no matter who it is selling the ticket, this is the problem. Um, And he says it's always the customer who has to pay for this. Making scalping illegal eliminates bots, eliminates dynamic pricing pricing controversies, and puts less pressure on the system because it puts everyone on a level playing field. Hmm. He tweeted out the whole, uh, or somebody tweeted out the whole letter. I read the letter. Um, I think it's a noble idea. Yeah. It sounds well-intentioned. 
And I don't know why I feel so pessimistic about anything noticeable or lasting or impacting coming out of this, but I do. It's a noble concept. Make ticket scalping illegal. Make the bots illegal. How? Because computers are so sophisticated that computer scammers and people with big servers where they can operate a lot of computers all at the same time, I would imagine they have ways of, if it is in fact big business for them, and it is, that they have the resources to make it look like it's not a bot. You know? Yeah, they do. I just, how? how? Again, it's the right thing to say, but how? I feel like this is less about that and more about he feels like he needs to stick up for Ticketmaster. Sounds like he's been treated well by Ticketmaster. Correct. Yep. Because he said there was a time when he was going to play at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. <clears throat> they don't use Ticketmaster. And he was like, no, I want to do the show, but I want to do it with Ticketmaster. we got to let Ticketmaster run all this stuff. So he was really putting his neck out there on their behalf. But I just don't I, know how to, anything changes. I have to say, I, I don't remember a time ever when I've gone to some kind of concert or sporting event where there wasn't somebody on a corner trying to sell you tickets. Need tickets? Tickets? Mm-hmm. Anybody? And and this is going back to when you had to stand in line to buy tickets. Yeah, right. So it's it's always been a part of, you know, the experience in one way or another. And now it's got computer power behind Correct. it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I this is the most pessimistic I felt about anything that would have a possible solution. Like intellectually, I feel very cynical about it because I just don't understand what could be done outside of absolutely detonating the system as it is now. Yeah. And I just don't think anything's going to come of it. I think we might just be looking at grandstanding, some kind of a fine. Now, you guys help watch it more, and you're not going to be able to. Yeah. You know, we haven't even talked about the dark web. There's the dark web is out there. I don't know what that means. That's where people get stuff. That's my point. Neither do I. If it's there, though, they're going to be able to do stuff outside of the reach of regulators. You think because some... Pencil pusher in D.C. says, don't do it or we'll put you in some sort of jail. No, we're not going to be able to fix it. I now bring you this. This is about a year old. I, I think there's a guy who puts out this, who puts this out. I don't know if it's like a guy on YouTube or where he is, but I just happen to come across it. And... He'll take like music and for example, let me just give you the example. He put out what Pearl Jam sounds like to people who don't like Pearl Jam. (laughs) And I thought you would really enjoy it. This is a guy or a girl. I don't know who's behind it uh, called there. I ruined it. (laughs) All right. See what you say. (laughs) 
It's true because for the longest time I did not get Pearl Jam. I'm like, what is everybody talking about? This guy is has an awful voice, and now I love him. That is really, really great. Oh, I like Pearl. It's the equivalent of our Durop. Yes. I'm trying to find that old video of uh, Scott Sapp sings Demi Lovato. Oh, God. That was so funny. Oh, here we go. Hang on one second. I'm going to put it in there for you. The old uh, Mega Mike. Here you go. Mega Mike on the mic. Um, yeah, this is is reminiscent because they both tap into it's that '90s, early 2000s rock where there was a lot of no one would ever say I'm sorry I didn't get that they just allowed the her yeah. to go. <laughs> and now Scott Stapp from Creed sings "Cool for the Summer" by <laughs> Demi Lovato. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what you do, but it's liquor. It's a cool scooby. <laughs> It's like the same guy, it feels like. It it could be. (laughs) Does that uh, say, There I Ruined It? No, it's different. Here's the chorus real quick. That's a guy named Chris Cruz. Okay. Chris Cruz. Scott Stapp sings Cool for the Summer by Demi Lovato. (laughs) (laughs) We're having a good time. Cleansing the palate there. Um, Um, All right. I got two things we could do. Okay. A Reddit list of why people quit their jobs, people working in corporate America, just like here was the straw that broke the camel's back. Or? Or um, Netflix news. They are talking out about shows they've canceled. Mm-hmm. I want Netflix news. All right. We'll, we'll bring it to you after the break on Don and Steve on my talk. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Hello. Donna and Steve. On my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Producer Mike is with us. Oh, by the way, um, <laughs> let me know when we need to go back to it. I found 20 nicknames for Mike. Oh, oh great. On the internet. So we can rattle through that. I love it. Uh, but first, I want to give you a little Netflix news. I found this to be an interesting headline. Are you ready? Yes. This from the AV Club. Uh, This is a a co-owner, big top brass at Netflix, Ted Sarandos, if you don't know. Uh, Ted Sarandos insists that Netflix has, quote, never canceled a successful show. What is that supposed to mean to us? That means that if you have felt or been a part of online Twitter outrage at Netflix for canceling one of your favorite shows early, he's coming out there and just dropping bombs and saying, look... We have never canceled a successful show to be read. Dude, no one was watching it. It was you and your buddies on Twitter watching it, but it wasn't as widely watched as you think you went on to say. A lot of these shows were well-intended, but talked to a very small audience on a very big budget. The key to it is you have to be able to talk to a small audience on a small budget and a large audience at a large budget. If you do that well, you can do that forever. So, read a different way, uh, none of the shows that Netflix has ever canceled were actually successful. We're actually getting a lot of eyes. So, you and your friends, your echo chamber, might think, I thought everybody was watching that show. And he is saying, we look at the numbers. 
and not nearly as many people were watching the show that you thought were watching the show. Okay, do you have some examples of shows that were canceled? Daredevil um, was canceled, and uh, they really... That was supposed to be like a well-watched, people were digging it. it, and it felt like... When it was out, there was a conversation around it, um, and then that went away. And and then you point to the shows like um, Cobra Kai, even though it wasn't originally on Netflix, but still, it, it has been the last few seasons. Cobra Kai, um, The Crown, Stranger Things, these are anomalies that they are getting as many seasons as they are and really speak to their success. Thank you. Thank you. And now nicknames for Mike. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs> that was our attempt at an entertainment story to check the box. Everything entertainment. <laughs> and now we go back to our, I feel like we're reading War and Peace as we try to nickname Mike, a nickname that we all agree on. And by we, we mean not Mike, but Donna and me. Milky. Mitch. Mitt. Tiny Mike. That's funny because he's not tiny. He's like 6'3". Mikey. Micro Mike. Micro Mike is cute. It is cute. And he's not micro, so that's fun. Michael. Miko. Miko. I like Miko. Misha. No. Touch more feminine, but if you want that, we could do that. Big Mac, which we've talked about, I think, before, right? Did we talk about Big Mac? I don't remember, I don't remember that. that. You like Big Mac? I like Big Macs. I don't know if I like Big Mac for a nickname. <laughs> uh, That's not my choice. It's your guys' choice. Thank you very much. Of course. I have no say. Um, Millie Willie, Mimi, Munchkin, Mika. Munchkin. <laughs> I always had a nickname for Mike. Um, it's fine. You want to know? Which, which was the one that I just said? Munchkin? Yeah. Uh, they just say it's a term of endearment filled with love, and it works for Mike. Mimi is a nickname for someone who is always sleepy. Millie Willie is a cute baby name for a child named Mike. So in short, Netflix hasn't canceled a show that has been deemed successful. If your show got canceled, it's because not a lot of people were watching it. Here, I have some more. Mac. Michelangelo. Mac is cool. Hey, Mac. I like Michelangelo. I was my favorite turtle. And okay. orange is my favorite color. So. All right, okay, hold on to that one. Somewhere. Hold on to that one. Uh, let's see. It was everybody's favorite turtle. I, I mean, know. we loved him. He's he was best. awesome. He ate pizza all day long. It was just perfect. Yeah. Was Raphael had an attitude problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands-free, Mike. I don't like any implications that come with that. Mickey, Muck, Micro, Mighty Mike, Wacko. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, I have another... Iron Mike. Like Mike Tyson. Wow. So what it's like to get mansplained? Oh, my God! 
Um, I have another uh, Mike in my life. His name is Mike Marcotte, Twin Cities Live and Minnesota Live executive producer. Mike on the mic. Right? Give me the mic. Oh, damn it. Give me the mic is his uh, website. But I, very early in our relationship, nickname him Mikhail Gorbachev. So if I wanted to have Siri call him or text him while I was driving into work, I would have to say, I still do, Siri, uh, call Mikhail Gorbachev. That's funny. It's fun. You like it. All right, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. We'll stop forcing it. We've never had an unsuccessful nickname, and we're not about to start today. Whoa. You sound like a coach. Thank you. Neil Patrick Harris News. Streaming news. Entertainment. Apparently, NPH made a cameo in the How I Met Your Father season two premiere as his character from How I Met Your Mother, Barney. But apparently, that's just the beginning. They say by the time his appearance on our show is over, people will feel really satisfied by what they've seen. Um, We're well aware fans of the original How I Met Your Mother. Want to know where these characters are in in their lives now and get those Easter eggs. But it's so much more satisfying if they can serve a really integral role in Sophie's journey, Sophie from How I Met Your Father. How? Uh, when is this on? Where is it, it is on? It is on Hulu. Okay. And it's in uh, season two already. Hilary Duff uh, plays Sophie younger, and Kim Cattrall plays Sophie older. Sorry oh. to be an ageist. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. You know, and I don't think I will either. I did watch How I Met Your Mother. I didn't. I don't know how it ended. I watched it. I dabbled, but I. Mm-hmm. If you made a reference to how it ended, it would fall flat. I hardly remember how it ended. Well, who? Was and going that? into that last episode, you're like, you really want to know. Well, now I want to know. Thirty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. How I Met Your Father. Oh wow! For TV, that's real bad. Yeah, that's yeah. TV, bad. everything's so inflated with yes. TV ratings. Everything's a hundred percent. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna right. play a game. Sure. Uh, when we come back, we'll play the game six five one six four one one zero seven one. You can call if you want to play along. It's gonna be the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. If you bet on the right person, you'll win a fabulous prize. That's coming up next, right here on my talk. Over at the Canopy Group, they want to save you money. They want to save you some serious money. We're not talking like the $5 coupon at checkout. We're talking, I don't know, $800. Would you like to save $800? Think about where you could put $800. Well, here's how the Canopy Group helps people save. They know that there are 81% of Minnesotans who deal with just one insurance agent who represents one company, and how many quotes do they bring them? That's right, grand total of one. Uh, you don't save when you get just one option. You need options. That's how you can compare and save. So the Canopy Group has a team, 40 specialists, who work on your behalf. And then what they do is they take your situation and they turn to their, here comes another number, 16 insurance agencies that they have partnered with over the years, established relationships with. And then they say, hey, Susie wants to switch her home and auto insurance. Who wants to fight it out for her business? And you better come with the best coverage at the best price. You can start saving big today at thecanopygroup.com. All right. We are waiting for a caller at 651-641-1071 so we could play a little game where I think I'm winning, right, Steve? Oh, did uh, yeah, yeah, I won yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no, we're tied. Are we tied? I think it's eight to eight. Kayla. 
Oh, yeah, where is she? We need Listener you. Kayla, she keeps score for us because we frankly don't want to. Oh, no, I wrote it in the grid. Please hold, everybody. Please hold. Okay. I have an accurate score coming up any second here. The score. Awesome. Oh, awesome. oh no, it got erased. Oh, done. It's 8-8. It's 8-8. 8 8 8 8 It's 8-8. Call 8-8-8. 2-4-2-4. No, no, we already have our caller. Let's Five. play. It's time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. Yes, we will find that out right now, and it is eight to eight. I'll uh, I'll be keeping track of it going forward. I've got a little spreadsheet. We'll, okay. be, we'll be good to go. We'll I have one too, but I don't okay. feel like doing it. Anymore. Oh, I have one too, but uh, okay. Okay. I'm using it for something okay, else. I'm Steve. And uh, today we uh, were looking for callers. We didn't get Daniel the painter, which I was like, okay, that's good because if we got Daniel the painter, I feel like it'd be cheating because if you don't know today. Is Australia Day? Oh, uh, rise up, lights. rise up, lights! And there you go. So Australia is the theme today. Australian pop culture, and we have got Justin here to play along with us. J Bone. Hey, Justin, how are you? Good, good. How are we doing? We're good. You know, we're just we're just vibing right now. It's a Thursday, and we're going with the flow. Absolutely. That's my man right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin, what's happening next? Have you already finished your shift uh, working at the donut store out in Woodbury? Where, where I are am you delivering donuts as we speak. Oh, awesome. wow. Good donuts, Which man. means everyone's going to be excited to see you. What a wonderful job to have to be in donut delivery. Mm-hmm. Talk about being met with smiles. Um, It's fun. I mean, I, every time somebody sees bacon on the donut, they smile, so I'm okay with that. That's yeah. so sweet. It's good living. Uh, well, with that, now it's time for us to choose. Do you want to team up with Donna or Steve with the topic being Australia in pop culture? Mm. Uh, I'm going with my boy, Steve. Got to do it. Donna? Okay, I will. Uh, take a hike. Okay, bye. Bye, Donna. All right, we're going to put uh, Justin on hold as well. Steve, you ready to do this? I'm ready, man. All right, again, Australia Day today, so we've got Australian pop culture as the theme today. Here we go. This guy does it all between theater, TV, movies, plus he plays multiple instruments. Next year, when he joins his buddy Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 3, he's going to retake the Guinness World Record for the longest career as a live-action Marvel character. Who is he? Oopsie, that's what's the soup. Pass, come back to that. Oh, okay. Two Australian women have won the Oscar for Best Actress. Name one of them. Um, uh, um, uh, Nicole Kidman. 1983, they were the first Australian artists to simultaneously have number one album and number one single on the U.S. charts. Business as usual, the album, Down Under, the song. Oh, uh, Down Under. Um, men, men at Work. Between theater, TV, movies, he plays multiple instruments. He's going to be joining his buddy Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 3, and he'll retake the longest live-action uh, Marvel character. Chris Hemsworth? All right. Hold tight. We'll see uh, what Justin has to say. Justin, did you hear all that? Yeah. Uh, the first one, yeah. he said he's going to be in Deadpool. I'm thinking it's uh, Hugh Jackman. Baby. Oh, I like it. I like where you're... Although... Can we get a repeat of that question? You can. This guy does it all between theater, TV, movies, plus yep. he plays multiple instruments. Next year, when he joins his buddy Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 3, he will retake the Guinness World Record for the longest career as a live-action Marvel character. 
Yeah, because Hugh Jackman's playing Wolverine in that movie. Yes, I got a little worried if uh, if X Men Wolverine was DC or Marvel. No, nah, that's Marvel, buddy. Okay, all right. J Bone is driving the ship, and I'm just hanging on his coattails. Not a chance in hell, Don. It's going to uh, get this. Justin, so you feel on. you feel good about the other two? Yep. Okay, sounds good. We'll put you back right. on hold, Donna. And uh, Donna, we'll go ahead and uh, go, get her yep. back in here. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Donna Valentine, hey. she rejoins the show. Hey, Donna. Hey, guys. How'd it go? You sound way too happy. <laughs> I think that I am at least going to go to overtime. Shoot. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes, Again, sir. it's Australia Day in pop culture. Australia, Australia, everything is the theme there. Uh, this guy, he does it all between theater, TV, movies, plus he plays multiple instruments. Next year, when he joins his buddy Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 3, he'll retake the Guinness World Record for longest career as a live-action Marvel character. Who is he? Mm, I don't know these things. Chris Hemsworth. Two Australian women have won the Oscar for Best Actress. Name one. Nicole Kidman. Uh, I don't. She's really American, technically. Uh, I'm going to say Nicole Kidman. Otherwise, it's it, Naomi Watts. In '83, there were uh, the, they were the first Australian artist to have simultaneous number one album and number one single on the U.S. charts. Business as usual. The album Down Under. The song. Oh, that's uh, Men at Work. Anything you'd like to change? Or? Uh, number two, I guess. Australian woman. Would it be what's her name? Coleman. Uh, I'm going to stick with Nicole Kidman. Don't overthink it. You did actually uh, overturn, though, what I what I found out. I mean, technically, she was born in, in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. But oh. her, her parents were there on education visas because they are both Australian. So she's still, yeah. Okay. So she's Whoa. technically, yeah, Australian. So that second one, you both nailed it. Good job. Okay, okay yeah. Do you got the other one? Any Naomi guess? Watts? Kate Blanchett, uh, oh. actually. Oh, I would have oh, said really? uh, yes. Olivia Coleman, but I don't know if Kate she's. Kate Blanchett was British. the other one, yes. Oh. Uh, the final question I thought I might give you guys a. Honestly, I didn't know Kate Blanchett was Australian. I didn't either until I, I didn't researched at all. yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Does she have an Australian accent? I don't think. Probably. Rise up lights. Because the original question, lights. the original question was going to be who's the lone actress to you know win, and it was oh. going to be Nicole Kidman. And then I looked just to make sure I did my homework, and yeah, Nicole, uh, Kate Blanchett listed as an Australian actress. Okay, wow. So she was born in Sydney. All no, right. per, uh, I don't know where she's born, doesn't but matter. yes, doesn't matter. Okay, uh, next up, uh, eighty-three. You guys got the last one. You nailed that one. Down under, of course. Men at work. The singers of that song. The first one. This guy does it all between theater, TV, movies, plus he plays multiple instruments, <gasps> and... Hugh Jackman? Steve went with the answer of Chris Hemsworth. Donna went with the answer of Chris Hemsworth. Justin, however, went with the answer of Hugh Jackman, oh, and he is correct. So Justin, Justin gets it right. I, when you said the thing about him playing an instrument, I'm like, I don't know that that's true about Chris Hemsworth, but okay. Oh, darn Tried it. Tried to throw you for a loop a little bit there. Way to go. for both of you, but yeah. Justin got it. Nice Justin, job, Justin got it. Came through. Justin, that's got to feel good. Yeah, I mean, I figured I'd help you out today. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. It was great. I needed it. Without Justin, man, we're we're in tiebreaker right now. Well, listen, Justin, we love you. you. Thank the, you. For... You threw the pass. I caught the touchdown. So I'll... Come on, man. <laughs> this is what a brotherhood looks like. We are best buddies. Absolutely. Did he... I think you use that line for everybody, though, but it's okay. But, yeah, it feels different with you. That's what you say to all That's of the callers. 100%. It's only because you have the donuts. Donuts. Um, what? Um, did, did Justin have to help you with men at work? No, not men at work, but he did, it was the Hugh Jackman. I was thinking Chris 
Hemsworth. Then I started thinking that Hugh Jackman, even after he said it, is that a Marvel or a DC, the X-Men stuff? But he assured me. He actually was the he was the longest running because uh, X-Men, the Wolverine character, came out in 2000. He was the longest running until 2017. And then when Patrick Stewart appeared last year in Multiverse mm. of Madness, he oh. became the longest running. But now... When he appears in Deadpool three, Hugh Jackman will reclaim it. So, oh okay. yeah, it's a struggle for that. For All that. right, so, nine to okay. eight, Steve. Hold tight, Justin. I'll get your uh, info. Bye, Justin. Yeah, Bye, have Justin. a good day, guys. Appreciate you, it. We love you, you too. Um, <clears throat> I have a question. All right. What does the term multiverse mean? Multiverse in the world of Marvel, um, in these Spider-Man movies, in particular. Um, it essentially is that there are different universes that are happening. So in a couple different Spider-Man movies, they have tapped into or explained that we've seen different actors playing Spider-Man. Um, and they sort of creatively explain it. That's because there are multiple dimensions, multiple universes, parallel universes okay. that are happening and are living out similar things, but not exactly the same. Okay. So this was kind of how I was explaining the the movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? Yep. Because it's, you're in all these different realms of forms of reality. So there's the evil me, there's the good me, there's the, so they could all be played by different people. Right? I'm so not a superhero person, so I'm yeah. trying to wrap my head around. Yeah. Okay. It, just imagine, like, there was there's one universe where, like, something, maybe, you know, in one universe, trees never existed, which would be Steve's <gasps> worst universe. And then it's, okay, how would we, you know, go through that universe and go through that life? So in Multiverse of Madness, different characters were actually, like, there was a different Captain America. Got and there were it. different, like, versions of the same. That's why different actresses and actors can play those characters. Wow, why do they have to complicate it? I don't know. It stretches your mind, Donna. It helps to... It's like Lumosity. Yeah. You can do Lumosity or you can watch Marvel movies. Sure. You can do Lumosity or, or go watch Inception. Sure. Choose how you keep your brain firing. Thanks, Steve. Remember, scientists say that the first 150-year-old might already have been born. Sure. Okay. I wonder how How's their look. retirement going to... Right? You know? How's that going to work out for you? Yeah, well, exactly. You know, did we get Justin off the line already? We do. Yep, he's gone. Let's Safe give away, place. We let, can talk about No, something. I was going to say, let's give away a pair of wild tickets. Anyone would like double up on, on Mike. Uh, we got right. a pair of tickets to the February 13th game when they take on the Panthers. Uh, you could be going. You pick the caller number, Steve Patterson. Let's do caller number six, Satan's number. Ew. Well, it is. Uh, 651-641-1071. And uh, you and a friend can go and see the Minnesota Wild take on the Florida Panthers. February 13th, day before uh, Valentine's Day. Love. There you go. Love. Okay, yeah. And forget the sixth thing. We're doing the heart symbol right now. All right. uh, You call in when we come back. Oh, God, this Anna Delvey reality show. We need to talk about it. You need to watch it when it comes out. I think you're right. You're going to binge this. You're going to love it. You might be a guest on it. Oh, my God. I hate that I'm going to watch it. Uh, We'll tell you what that's about when we come right back on my talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. It's us, Donna and Steve, on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Oh, man. 
We heard recently that uh, con artist Anna Delvey, a.k.a. Anna Sorkin, whatever, was getting a reality show. Well-deserved. <laughs> now we know more about it. A little more. I want to know who's backing this is what I want to know. But it's going to be called Delvey's Dinner Club, and it'll feature... Anna hosting dinner parties for actors, musicians, socialites, journalists, and other important people. Let me just say this. If you are on the C list and you've been looking to get booked, this might be the dinner party for you. exactly right. I would even say D list. Because important people isn't everything relative. It's not like you're going to see, you know, President Zelensky going on this show. Nobody wants to tarnish their image by supporting a a convicted criminal. Hmm. We don't. There's no specifics on guests yet. But if if you Hmm. like, let me tell you this: if you like, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Or if you like, what's that show where the people dress up as like? Oh, a masked singer. Yeah, if you like that, maybe even Dancing with the Stars. You might like this. Based on who will be there. Correct, Donna. There is not a chance that anyone that famous will be on this show. I mean, Dancing with the Stars. I get it. It's not the the creme de la creme necessarily. But it will look like the Oscars compared to who joins Anna Delvey. <laughs> what publicist, what manager, what agent do you think is saying, I think this could be good. It's got to be someone who can't get much of anything else. Yeah. This is why I think you could be on this. If we pushed for you, could we campaign? Ha <laughs> ha, here we got something. Please don't. Could we campaign for you? To be a guest on Anna Delvey, you look Paul. And then we could say, we've talked about you on the radio. We've talked about the show. She imitates you. She has questions about you, doesn't buy it. And then she could bring you over to the dinner. And who knows? Maybe by the end of that dinner party, you're convinced otherwise. You're in her glam squad. Just even looking at her makes me feel violent. (laughs) I'm just like, what she did to people who felt sorry for her and trusted her and that she called friends is just despicable. Well, maybe they had it coming. I don't think so, Steve. (laughs) Sorry, I just, I didn't know Anna makes you feel violent. Anybody who has that kind of ability to manipulate and stab someone in the back I'm a loyal friend, and when I see something like this, it, I don't know, I have a very deep reaction to it. I just, I'm mad at the people who are giving her the show. Let's see. Who's giving her the show? Do we know? Does it have a place yet? It says here, for Delvey's Dinner Club, Thorkin is partnering with Butternut a lifestyle-focused media company from Wheelhouse and led by the former president of Food Network, Courtney White. Courtney White, what is your problem? That almost sounds like you were reading Mad Gabs. Ah, Mad Libs or Mad (laughs) Mad Gabs. Okay, yeah, Yeah. whatever. 
Uh, butternut. Yeah, say butternut. <laughs> so wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that it has a home. It does not have a home yet, no. Okay, but this Courtney White uh, was the president of Food Network and streaming food content at Discovery. Overseeing all programming, development, and operations of the lifestyle brand. This feels like this will be much safer for it to be almost streaming on a blog. You know where it needs to be? Fans only. Or OnlyFans, whatever that thing is called. Yeah. OnlyFans. You know, for $25, you get to see me sit down with whoever. The voice actor for Snagglepuss. You know what? Where she could make a lot of money right now? Leave me out of this. <laughs> she could probably make a lot of money on Cameo right now. Hey, yes. Here's as... the request, Anna. It's my friend Donna's birthday. Um, here's what she does. Yes. Here's how she dresses. Here's another quirk about her. Yep. And then she could deliver it. In that Anna Delvey style. Yep. Tell me oh, I look and, poor. Yes. And you would just love it when she says, Donna, I saw a picture of you. You look poor. You would love it. <laughs> that's, that's what, what she, she should do. be doing. If she has an agent, that's what they should be telling her to do. Okay. I'm done with this. I don't know when it's coming or where. But you're going to watch it. I might watch an episode. You don't know me. Don't worry about it. The Internet is such an interesting place to hang out, spend time. You never know what headline you're going to see every morning. Like this one that I did not expect to see, but made me feel good. There's a website, Donna, did you know this, called NintendoLife.com? I did not, Steve. Thank you for asking. Headline. People are sharing their useless video game knowledge on Twitter. Here are the best ones. And uh, we're not even going to go deep and nerdy here. But I just think this one, <laughs> this one made me laugh. And it's funny that it works this way, too. So listen to this useless bit of video game knowledge. Matt Phillips said, In Lego Lord of the Rings on PS3, the hobbits shrink very, very, very slowly. So if you adjust your power settings and you leave the game, Lego Lord of the Rings, running overnight... In the morning when you wake up, they will only come up to Gandalf's shins. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. That all sounded like I was talking in wingdings, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. That's your but, font. Donna, another way to describe it would be like, you remember Super Mario World? Yes, I do. Imagine if there was just a glitch in the game that you randomly discovered because you left your screen on and your Nintendo on all night where Mario, when you came back in the morning, had shrunk down to just a teeny tiny little pea pod on your screen. <laughs> and it just has to do with how the power is distributed within the game when left running too long. Interesting. Can I go now? <laughs> Feels like you already did. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm not a gamer. I have not played a video game in 40 years. Well, here's another one, and it gets me into something else. Uh, somebody said, one of the levels in Super Mario 3, I believe it's the one with hills, on this box, and they have a picture of the box, um, does not appear in the game, but the level is still in the code. You can access this and a few other completed but unused levels 
with a, and I'll say these two words, Donna, you'll have no clue, and Mike will automatically know how much these next two words change childhoods, Game Genie. Mm-hmm. When Game Genie came out, it was this, Donna, it essentially, it was like a physical thing, this physical extension that you put your game cartridge into, and then you put the Game Genie into the Nintendo, and then guess what? You had Infinity Lives, let's say, on Mario World or something like that. It was just, it it gave you all the cheat codes. Oh. So instead of like A, B, A, B, up, down, up, down, all that stuff, which was cool that you could even do that stuff, it was like this hack that they started selling. And we got Game Genie and it it blew our adolescent minds. Isn't that just called cheating? Yep. Yes, it is. (laughs) You get it. You're exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this. I, one of the things that I really enjoy, mo- that is most life-giving to me, you've heard that term, life-giving, soul-satisfying, refreshing, renewing, is attempting to get into a video game conversation yeah, with you. Yeah. You might as well, you can talk to me about video games get no reaction. You could talk to me about Marvel comic books mm-hmm. I mean I like you know things kind of peripherally like I think I know who Cyclops is <laughs> <laughs> who always comes up in conversation next segment Avengers the video game <laughs> yeah that's right the Lego version uh, I can't name anybody else and I don't know what they do or what their superpowers are but thank you Donna's thank fancy you. she watched the Banshees of Inishirin mm. she's watching some of these nominated movies her thoughts on the movie next